This episode of the Pursuit Podcast is presented by Fisher Skis. Yo, Mr. Adam Max here. You listen to the Pursuit Podcast on the Out of Collective. I'm West. God, snow's just good out here, people. It's so crazy how much just different it is. But I will say the vibes are different too. And East Coast, you're getting it. And I'm like, I got a little FOMO. So be safe, have fun, call your friends, rip pow. Got a banger episode today. Before we get into the episode, I'm going to give a shout out to the brands that I love and the brands that we work with. Um, they support us, so we should, you guys and we should support them. My first sponsor this week is Deuter. Guys, dude, it's Deuter. It's the easiest way to remember it. That's how I remember it. It's not Deuter, it's Deuter. Go check them out. Deuter.com, D-E-U-T-E-R.com. Here's the thing. PFC Free, their entire product line has been PFC Free since 2020. Uh, They're dedicated to the outdoors and giving a shit. What a concept. Lifetime warranty. If they can't fix it, they'll replace it. Like, are you hearing that? That's the Deuter promise. Free lifetime repair. If they can't repair it, they'll hook it up. Again, Deuter.com. They've got all types of packs, whether it's for climbing, carrying your children, carrying your skis. Some people's skis or snowboards are their children. They've got it all uh, through hiking. Again, go to Deuter.com. Check them out. Uh, my second sponsor this week, our friends over at Rumpel, R-U-M-P-L.com. Man, I never thought I could love a blanket so much. And you know what I'm else I'm really loving is that everywhere mat. I literally use it every day, getting changed out of the car, getting changed out of the van. I put it on the ground. I can walk around. It's waterproof. My feet don't get soaked. It's super packable. It's phenomenal. Go to rumple.com. And you know what? If you want a code, DM me at Mr. NMX. I think I got a couple codes. I could be wrong. I could be lying to you, but I'm pretty sure I've got a couple Rumple codes. Check them out. You know, if at the checkout, say at Mr. Adam X sent you. I don't know if that'll get you anything. Maybe it'll get you a hug or a high five from me. But again, they're blankets for everything from the couch to the van to the fire, camping, your hammock, phenomenal product. And they support the outdoors. That's the biggest thing working with these brands. It's like, okay, not only do they support us and what we do here at the podcast, but they're signing athletes. They're supporting athletes. They're paying for film projects that you guys love. They have collabs with artists. We need to keep supporting these brands. So go to rumple.com, check out deuter.com. Let's talk about the episode. I've had him on before, one of my early, early guests. You guys may know him as an artist done a lot of doodles for Mountain Gazette and New Schoolers. He just recently took a job as the gear editor over at Powder. So if you don't know who that is yet, it is Cy Whitling. I had, was fortunate enough to do it in person. So, so much fun. We just talk about what's happening with Powder. Uh, a lot of banter on the internet. Is Powder back? What are they doing? What does it look like? And Cy answers them the best he can. It's early. He's not the editor. He is not the boss. He is the gear editor. So he answered what he could the best to the best of his knowledge. And it's just a genuinely fun conversation. And it's 
you know, how can we support these things? How can we do these things? It goes back to the ad reads. Support brands that support us, support brands that you like. You know, go to powder.com, read the articles, click the articles, comment. That's how these things continue to exist. You know, the the dying question is, will powder come back to print? Sai has an answer in there. Um, it's in there. So listen to the episode. I hope you enjoy. Peace. Sweet. Uh, Sai, I guess just introduce yourself to everyone kind of who you are, and we'll go from there. Um, hey, I'm Sai Whitling. Last time I was on this podcast, I was a full-time freelance illustrator, and this time I'm the new gear editor at Powder Magazine. What does that mean? I feel um, like there's a lot of questions. <laughs> so let's give like the long form of like, what's happening at Powder? We say Powder's back. We know you have a new role. Like, what does it all look like? Yeah. So I guess, yeah, the, the thing to start with is Powder's back. What exactly that looks like is still in flux and will kind of be rolling out over the summer. And I think we're all kind of learning what powder is going to look like in this in 2023. Um, my role means I write about gear for powder and I have an absurdly long leash. Um, so I've <laughs> I've basically been told, do what you think will work. So we're going to have a bunch of gear writing, like traditional gear reviews, and then also a bunch of less traditional gear writing, um, talking to people who don't get talked to about what they're using and why and the philosophy behind gear and the philosophy behind design and a bunch of other really exciting stuff I'm stoked to get moving on. Is there anything that you're like really, because we've all, gear reviews have been out for a long time. Yep. <laughs> and like we do them at the collective and it's always like, I get done with one and I'm like, that's good. It's fine. But so was blisters. <laughs> so was like powder. Like, how do we spice it up? How do we make it more interesting? Yeah. So I guess there's the like, I, I came from blister originally. That was my first job in the ski industry. Um, I've worked there. I really respect and appreciate what those guys do. Um, I appreciate what you guys do. There's a lot of people talking about gear in the space. But I think that's a good thing, not a bad thing. Like there, when when you say yeah, and then you look at blisters, and theirs is good too. That's kind of the point for me. I I find in mountain biking, there's more review outlets that I trust than in skiing, and that allows me to get a bunch of perspectives on the same product from somebody who lives here, somebody who lives somewhere else, somebody who rides like this. And for me, I see gear reviews not as a single definitive review, but as a conversation that. Um, you can have with all of these different outlets with all of their different biases and locations and all of that and at the end of the day more voices in that space doing good work is always going to be valuable to me as a consumer um and so hopefully as in this position i can add to that conversation um and help bring other voices into that conversation that are useful to it yeah i meant no ill will towards <laughs> like blisters the bible for me like if you want like in-depth like I meant no ill will. Oh no, yeah, well, I I love, yeah. It's just like I. It's always how do you know when I write a review? I'm like, how do I make this better? How do I make it more interesting? And you know, I think of when I sell skis, I always compare them to cars because mm -hmm. everyone drives a car, and someone will look at a, I don't know, a 102, and they're like, what's that? And I'm like, well, it's kind of a, it's kind of a Lincoln Continental. Like, <laughs> it's got air ride. It's got pretty good suspension. <laughs> But it's got a V8 in there, so you can, like, hammer on it if you need to, but, like, you can also drive it to Florida. And they're like, well, what's that? And you're like, well, that's, I don't know, a head rally. <laughs> and you're like, it's kind of like maybe a Miata. Like, <laughs> likes to make a lot of turns, but if you get on the highway, you're kind of bored. 
Like, yeah. Yeah, and like I wasn't, I didn't feel like you were attacking Blister at all. I just know that's kind of a question I've gotten from people is like uh, a lot of a lot of people just associate me with Blister because I worked there for three years, five-ish years ago, and like I, everybody knows who Blister is. I really respect them, and they've been like, oh, so I'm just gonna make powder into little blister without as many resources and without the things that make blister great um and it's like no that's really not my goal i'm and i'm not trying to like destroy blister and any of that it's it's just like i I think there's space in the conversation for more voices i i mean i agree so how did this come about did they approach you did you approach them i don't really know like to just be blatantly honest like i know powder was the mag for a long time and then it stopped, and then it kind of still had an online presence, or it completely went away. Yeah, so um, I sh- I was gonna look at my dates to verify this before I got on the podcast. I should have, but forgot. You know. um, I was busy doing the dishes, but uh, yeah. So we all remember when powder went away. That was in the fall, and we were all kind of shocked and like, "Oh God, why why do we, why are we getting men's health instead of powder?" <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, that was a few years ago. Sorry, I was really didn't mean to check these dates. Um, and then in that time, so I've worked for new schoolers since before I was in the ski industry. I like, that's how I got into all of this. I freelanced for them back in 2013, 14. Um, so I've been on and off with new schoolers for 10 years. Their parent company has always been like powder and new schoolers have always been under the same umbrella. And they've been acquired by I don't know how many parent companies right. since I've known what New Schoolers was, right? Like, they just kind of get handed off. And the interesting thing is, over that time, it seems like things changed at the print mags in that network. And New Schoolers kind of just kept doing its thing because New Schoolers has this formula where it makes its money and it does exactly what it does. And I think it, I think for most like owners, it's just quietly profitable enough is the vibe I've gotten. It's pretty low maintenance too. <laughs> it just exists. Yeah, it's a yeah. forum, yep. and it's great as form. Like it's just a it's not just but it's still a forum yep and the the folks who run it i think just have a smart formula and know what they're doing and new schoolers can kind of continue to exist so the last like three years or three or four years i've been freelancing for new schoolers consistently so uh two pieces a week for new schoolers all winter it's like a done like 170 pieces for new schoolers in the last three years I did the math and was like, oh my God, there's a reason I'm so tired. Um, <laughs> and I've really enjoyed that. And I've done a few gear reviews for new schoolers, but I the gear I'm really interested in is not the most in, like interesting to their core audience. And there's like a slight disconnect there where I, I write about backcountry skiing a lot and I don't hit rails a lot and all of that. So I mostly <laughs> write like comics or touchy feely. I really like skiing pieces for new schoolers. Um, and I was happy being a freelance illustrator who wrote for New Schoolers and did all that. And out of the blue, I got an email from my boss at New Schoolers that was like, hey, Powder's coming back. Uh, they need a gear editor, and I threw your name in the ring. Hope that's okay, or something like that. Um, I was like, okay, that Powder's coming back? That's like maybe the most exciting email I've ever gotten <laughs> in my life because um, Powder was the magazine I wanted to work for that year that – Powder went away was the year that I was like, okay, my art is good enough that I want to pitch it to Powder this year. That was like on my little sticky note of goals for the year, and then they went away. It's like, <laughs> yeah, they were like, the photo annual was always like, that was art. Like yeah. That, that is a coffee table book. It wasn't just a magazine. It was a book that could sit, like, can still sit on your coffee table and hold true. Yeah, totally. It's like the, I feel like for a lot of us as skiers, it's the most aspirational publication, or it was. 
Um, so yeah, got that email and had a couple interviews and went into it with like really, really open hand. Um, just as far as like, I really enjoy the career path I was on. It was tiring and not super lucrative, but like making art for a living, illustrating for a living was really fun. I'm going to like, no matter what, I'm going to be drawing for the rest of my life. It's who I am. Um, but there's this other half of me that's like really obsessed with gear and I'm still lurking, looking at every like gear rumors thread and every spy shot and every like leaked catalog on issue trying to like be like, oh man, this is, why is this binding interesting? And I want to try this out and see how it fits and Dina fits doing this and all of that. So it, it kind of tied in easily for me where they were like, okay, we're trying to do gear at powder. We're not hundred percent sure exactly what that's going to look like. Do you have, you know, like uh, any vision for that? And it was like, yeah, this is dinnertime conversation. This is what I annoy my friends with. Like <laughs> every time we're, you know, on the chairlift or after skiing, this is what we're talking about. And it's baked into me. Um, so yeah. And they hit me up and I had a couple interviews. And after the first one, I came out to the living room where my partner was and was like, <laughs> I, I don't think I can, I, I don't think I can not do this. If I get the opportunity to do this, I don't think I can say no to it. Like you, I just, this is too much who I am. This is too much what I want to do. Even though like the trajectory of my life seemed pretty set a month ago before this. Right. Um, this is too exciting. This is too much exactly like what I want to do. Um, yeah, I think I've been having a lot of conversations about life in the last 10 days. Cause I'm like on this trip and people <laughs> are like, how do you do it? You know? And you look back, I'm 36 now. So like, I have like 15 adult years to look back on. Uh -huh. Like, oh, I did that 15 years ago, which is like insane for me to think about. Yeah, totally. But what I've learned, and I was talking to this guy, Tim, kind of runs like an athlete lodge for TGR athletes oh, in um, Thane. Huh, okay. But he's like 60, and he's got like Jake Hopfinger there and parking, and he's like cooking him meals. <laughs> and like, I assume TGR, like, takes care of them to like put them up at the lodge and then they like this athletes perform but yeah blah 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 so talking to tim he's this presumably 60 year old guy and what we our conclusion was like life is all about pivoting yeah like it's just being able he, he was a chef like a world-renowned chef owned multiple restaurants owned restaurants in jackson and like now he's doing this and it's like when the opportunity presents itself you hopefully have the ability and the comfort to pivot. Yeah. And I mean, I have a lot of respect for people that um, don't, that like find their thing and do it for, for sure forever. Um, sometimes I wish I could be like that. Um, I think there's a lot of like, I don't think one way is wrong or the other, but yeah, a lot of my life has been like trying to get into the right place at the right time for, I don't know what to happen. It's, it's like, okay, well, I, this is a thing I want to do, so I will pursue it, and hopefully a door will open. And a lot of that you know, like comes with privilege. I, have, I can can do that. Um, but this didn't feel inconsistent with the trajectory of how I've lived my life and worked my career until now. So, yeah. Yeah, it's – so what can we expect? I guess let's hit that. Like what – can you leak ideas you have? Is it going to be – and you know there's a question coming, but I'll wait for that question. But what can we – because it's it's March. Yeah. So I'll give you guarantees, and then I'll give you goals for me. <laughs> um, guarantees, a bunch of solid gear writing. Um, I've already got seven pieces up on the site. 
I've got a bunch more coming. It's going to be consistent. The gear locker on powder is my room. Uh, I am I am the gatekeeper of that <laughs> of that of that uh, page. Um, right now, it's just me because we are trying to move quickly before there is no snow. Like ideally, we will expand the heck out of who is writing reviews at Powder this fall. Right now, it's me and a female reviewer who is my partner because she is also like I'm just gonna be very upfront about this. I am a sample size men's skier. My partner is a sample size women's skier. I completely understand, I don't completely, I understand the problems with having exactly sample size reviewers. But when you are told we are getting a gear program off the ground the 1st of March, and we are trying to have content through the summer and we're trying to be a legitimate gear source, like what is really useful is <laughs> a couple of sample size skiers who have experience writing about gear and can produce. I want to bring so many more people into the fold. I want to help foster people and help them realize their goals about writing about gear and all of that. And that is really what is on my plate for like late summer next fall is getting powders gear writing to reflect the people who actually ski right now. It is a cis white dude and a cis white woman who are both sample size. We're just going to be super upfront about that. Um, <laughs> So yeah, that's like the easy part is a metric crap ton of gear writing this spring and summer um, about all the stuff you want to hear about, all the stuff you guys are writing about. We've all seen the boa on the Instagrams, right? <laughs> like there's a snake in my boot um, and all the other stuff. That's guaranteed. The other stuff that's guaranteed and I haven't started posting yet because it takes longer to work through is like I am going to be highlighting different kinds of skiers than who have typically had their gear written about. Um, and that can mean a lot of things. We're starting off with a couple of like gear centric interviews with, um, adaptive skiers talking like <laughs> the forces those folks put through their skis is wild. The bindings that they need, the, like all of the math of this, all of this weight on one ski and all of that, I think is some, some of the most interesting stories in skiing. I'm a little bit tired of hearing why pro skiers chose the ski that they're paid $10,000 to ski. I'm not tired of hearing about why some person who like had something happen that would stop most of us from skiing decided that they're still a skier and chased it and has broken a bunch of gear and has figured out what works for them. I want to know that that's the, that's the nerdy stuff that I'm, I'm interested in. Um, on top of that, I've got a couple other contributors I'm working with to get more in depth. Like are all 10 K waterproofings considered equal how is like the really dorky stuff that maybe doesn't have the broadest appeal, but I think is really interesting to me is really interesting to other like core skiers. Um, like that's the kind of writing that will be on the website through this spring and summer. Will we see print? I don't think there's a person in the world who can answer that definitively for <laughs> you right now. Do you hope it goes to print oh, or like, are you comfortable with it in, uh, the interwebs. I'm absolutely comfortable with a completely digital product. Like I worked at blister before the gear guide. I love print. I've contributed to mountain Gazette. I've contributed to you guys at out of bounds. I've contributed to a bunch of print magazines. I love all of those print magazines. I also understand that like business models often don't work well in print in 2023. And as much as I love print, I don't always think that gear writing needs to be in print. Like if we get to do a print gear guide, I'm stoked. It's going to be the best of what we can do. It's going to be like a coffee table. Awesome thing. If we don't, 
honestly, I reference gear best online. When I'm trying to find out about gear, I want to Google it and it comes up faster. I don't look at indexes. I don't like print doesn't work for me when I'm reading about gear as well as the internet does. But I think that like there's a space for a premium print gear uh, magazine if we get to that point. So as a gear editor, as the head gear guy, will you push for that? Let's say next year, like next, because it's we probably won't get print in October. Like that's a pretty quick turnaround. But like, is it something? That if you had the option to say yes or no, like take all of like whoever owns it, the decision makers, like if it was your call, would you make a print gear guide? If it was my call, I would always be excited to have powder back in print. I will, there will always be a big part of me that wants to see powder in people's mailboxes. Um, that would include a gear component, like a gear guide component. It would include all of the other things that make us love powder. Um, <clears throat> I, like yeah, of course. I can't say nobody. Nobody. I don't think any anybody who like read the old powder can go. Oh, I don't want that to come back in print. <laughs> like, of course, I want it to come back in print. I would love to see it back in print. But also, I, it's not a burning, terrifying priority for me. What is the best way for us to support powder? Um, the best way you can support powder is to click on powders links. Read the stuff, share them, do all the things that you do to things you like on the internet. And um, this is <laughs> this is maybe a little bit preachy, but like, be patient. <laughs> um, I don't think that's preachy. I think it's just real. Yeah, I mean, there's kind of like I've I've gotten some feedback and maybe some blowback. Like, obviously, part of um, if you look at Powder's website and look at Powder's social media, like part of what Powder is doing is like chasing a like or not chasing but adding a more like aggregate component breaking news component to the website and you get these people that ha are these kind of purists about like well powder should just be the photo annual <laughs> right um and i i understand that mentality but i think that for powder to exist i've had these like number of people in my instagram dms being like is it going to be real powder or fake powder and it's like it's powder it has real skiers behind it trying to make the best product we can and i'm like those of us who are there are excited about it i think it's going to be really cool um but we have to understand that it like <laughs> making a powder that looked like the powder that went out of business is a great great way for powder to go out of business again right we have to evolve <laughs> yep uh you know yeah we hope we obviously have the powder name but that like comes with both because it's not something new so it's something that people they relate to that name, mm -hmm. which can be really good because you already have clicks because powder's back. Yep. But also really bad because there's an expectation of a time that doesn't exist anymore. Totally. And that maybe <laughs> never existed, honestly. Um, I, I have, I'm known for being a little bit skeptical of how good the good old days were. Um, for sure. <laughs> and I guess the other thing I kind of forgot to mention is like, Dave Reddick is making awesome photo content happen. That's going to be coming down the pipeline. The like photo porn you're excited, like you're used to and excited to ski see from powder is going to come back that like, th this is going to be this quality content aspect that is exactly what you expect from powder. Sorry. I missed that earlier, but that's okay. Hey, we can jump all over the place. Needed to shout him out. Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, I'm excited. I think it's fun to see more ski media cover skiing. Um, that's what I'm most excited for. I think we get even us, you know, like 
we post really good skiing and no one cares. You post <laughs> a really good photo and no one cares. And then you post a meme and it goes nuts. And you're like, you know, we're trying to eat too. You got to feed the <laughs> algorithm. So it's like, for me, it's really exciting to have more outlets that we can have real skiing. And I think that's what powder always was. And ideally with you at the helm will continue to be. And like, to be clear, just because I have also gotten this, uh, <laughs> this confusing, I am not the managing editor. I am not the editor in chief. I am not the content editor. I am not powder, capital P powder <laughs> is not Cy Whitling powders gear right now is Cy Whitling. Just to, I know, I know you know that, but I want to like make that very clear because I, Appreciate all of you guys' interest. Please do not pitch me your yurt trips in my Instagram DMs. Yeah. I am like I am writing about gear. If you have a gear adjacent story, especially if it's gear adjacent in a way that we haven't really seen in skiing, please, please, please slide into my DMs. Pitch me on that. I want to talk to you. I want to publish you. I want to work with you. The like I've wanted to write for powder forever and I've got some tortured prose about how like, I don't know, this yurt trip made me reconnect with my dad. Not me. Don't great, maybe a that. great story, but not sigh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's the internet's crazy. Like it's really cool that people can just reach out and DM you, and like that's how we met, you know. And then now I'm at your house doing a podcast for the second <laughs> time. Um, but it's also harsh, and I'm bringing this up because oh, love when I interrupt an episode, and I know you guys love it too. Quick shout out to our sponsors, AlpineVans.com, built to explore. Four season ski optimized RVs, vans. I don't know what you want to call them. I call them vans. They call them RVs. Uh, engineered using weight saving materials, durable finishes, and the best in class trim to make their vans tough, practical, and beautiful. You've seen them. We have a tour of our van on the YouTubes. Cody Townsend used it in the 50 Project. And I think the thing that Todd does better than anybody else is he makes vans that are durable. You know, these things are going down the road at 67, 70 miles an hour. Think about your Civic at 70 miles an hour when you hit a pothole. Now imagine having a house behind you. That is the difference with Alpine Vans. Alpinevans.com. Use their quote builder. Check it out. See what they have to offer. They have inventory in stock. They've got different models. Uh, contact them. Tell us. Tell Todd that, you know, Adam X from The Pursuit sent you here. You don't have to buy it. You can start the conversation. They're more affordable than you think. And, you know, hotels are not cheap. Continuum over at, uh, at Jackson's about 1400 bucks a night. So when you start adding this up, Alpine Vans is sounding like a really good deal. My last sponsor, supporter for the this episode, I don't know why I said the this, but, sorry, there's a lot of distracting things going on, is Thermic. T-H-E-R-M dash I-C, just spelled how it sounds, thermic, best technology in heat control, you know, you're powering your heated socks, I know it's cold on the East Coast, we're getting a bunch of snow, you're powering your heated socks from your phone, like, hello, this is an insane concept, and when you're going up the lift, the heat will turn up, and when you're skiing, you can set it so it turns down, they have heated vests, heated socks, heated uh, insoles. I really love the boot dryers. I know that doesn't seem like a crazy tech, but like they just work. They're phenomenal. This stuff is so good. Thermic.com, us.therm-ic.com. You can just Google 
Thermic. Look at their technology. It's the best in class. I've been using my socks for, I don't know, 60, 70 days now. And you guys know I'm a dirtbag. Haven't really washed them that many times. And they're still holding up. They still work. The batteries last forever. Conquer the cold. Ski better. Feel better. Look good doing it. Back to the episode. Fucking new schoolers is harsh, dude. <laughs> Those guys have been, and gals, it is like a very bizarre portal of the internet that still exists where people are extremely harsh. So here's my... This is why I'm asking you, because you've been a new schooler. I actually checked it today, and I like found my name, and I just got ripped apart. And I was like, <laughs> like I'm not even on here, and you guys are talking shit, which is fine. That's yeah. what the internet's for. I kind of love it because it's the internet and it should be a little Yeah. Used to be the wild wild west and like now it's you can't say that and people say a lot of things on new schoolers. So, long question. You've been a new schooler guys forever. Uh, whether you've worked for them or like just been a part of the community. How does that still exist there and how do you deal with it? I'm sure not everyone loves everything you do or maybe you've just won over the community that like they love everything you do. Yeah. So, like, first, I'm just going to, like, preface all this with, like, hey, I'm a cis white dude. <laughs> right? Same. Like, cis white dude with a beard. Um, this is not, this is coming from that perspective of privilege. Um, yeah, I've gotten plenty of hate on new schoolers over the years, man. My first few things tanked on that website. Even, like, recently, there's always people that want to talk shit and, like, be like, oh, freaking libs, go back to California. It's like, dude, I grew up in Idaho. Like, I am the most <laughs> conservative background you've ever met. Like, th this, no, like, the internet's a terrible place. Um, <laughs> and I also love the internet and owe a lot of my livelihood to the internet and all of that. Um, <clears throat> I am not here to, like, whitewash the fact that there's some shitty people on New Schoolers saying some shitty things and that, like, yeah, you can get cyberbullied off of there real fast, especially if you're a marginalized person. I'm sorry, that sucks. I know that the mods there are working to improve that. I know that there's all of these little things that aren't enough, but like people are trying to make it better. The bigger picture, not just to the like, I got called a slur on New Schoolers conversation, which I think is shitty and awful, and I would, would love for that not to happen right. to you. No one wants uh, that to exist. We all know um, that. The, the bigger picture that, I, that I've seen, which is interesting, is that like occasionally in the past I've seen New Schoolers get specifically like targeted as like, New Schoolers is this terrible hotbed for misogyny and hatefulness. And I, I agree on the surface, but I don't agree that it's the only place in skiing where that's happening. And I think it's just that it's the easiest place in skiing to express yourself in a positive or a negative way. Because um, I see the same shit on TGR. I see thread titles on TGR that would get deleted on New Schoolers. Right. Right? Because we don't call people those words on New Schoolers anymore. Like, the mods do their best to keep that. DGR still has that shit. I see that shit in the comments of every ski media outlet. I don't know. I don't look at you guys' comments that much. You haven't been around as long. But, like, I've seen shitty dudes being shitty dudes in the comments, thinking those things, saying those things in bars. The skiing problem, like, skiing culture problem is also, like, an America problem. It's a toxic masculinity problem. All of these problems, like, are just easier to express on New Schoolers. And also, like, for me, I'm like, my perspective on skiing was easier to express on New Schoolers, and it's the opposite of that. And a lot of other people who, like, aren't that have found that New Schoolers is the easiest way to provide your take on skiing without any gatekeepers, without anybody saying, 
without any editor having to look at your pitch, without any of that. You just write your article and you publish it and it goes out to a bunch of skiers and they like it or they don't, but it went out. Um, and I think that is the, like the, the true value of new schoolers and why I'm always like, I'm excited to work at Powder, I'm excited to be an editor, I'm excited to get pitches, but new schoolers doesn't have that. And if I had to pitch people, I wouldn't be here. If, right. I, if, I, if I hadn't had new schoolers, I wouldn't be here because I didn't have the balls to like find <laughs> an editor and find their email address and come up with a pitch but not have done the work all this. I, the way my brain works is I make a thing and then I put it into the world and new schoolers allowed me to do that and I've seen it work like that for other people. Um, yeah, and I am, again, I, this is just me backpedaling and everything I say. <laughs> no, but I'm not shitting on new schoolers. Like it's a crazy to me forum that's existed for a really long time and it's like when it started it's like there's no way this is going to have success and now it's grown and evolved and been profitable like that's how things continue to exist like we can pretend yep it's not about money but like websites cost money to make and maintain and so it's like a really neat growth strategy and like i actually hope in like someday they have like an like i would love to see like a 30 minute new schoolers film because like oh, the yeah. evolution of it was like insane and like you I know it was it was a forum before Facebook. That's Skiers what I mean. were connecting it was on like, New Schoolers before Facebook, before MySpace. Like yeah, and I mean you've, you've seen the New Schoolers yearbook, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Like they've done the print one-off thing, and it was really cool. Like yeah, there's a lot of good and a lot of bad there, which is also the which internet. is the internet. Yeah, it's <laughs> have oh, you met the internet? Hey, why is New Schoolers the internet? Oh, because it's on the internet. No, it's crazy. I popped on today because obviously I had to like do some research on you again. And I was like, man, I just got, I ended up with my name because you came through. And then like, yeah, it's, it's so funny. I'm just like, God, what the hell did I do to this kid? But apparently I'm ass and I can't ski park. So that's fine. But I'm also 36. I'm blown up. Um, I want to pivot for a little bit here. Yeah. Are you going to continue to do art? Yeah, I can't stop. Like, I wish I could sometimes, but um, I have to draw. Like, that's wired into me. I'm going to continue to make art. Um, this might sound counterintuitive, but something really exciting about this new job is that uh, when I was interviewed and talking to my boss, they don't care that I draw. They didn't know that I draw. They didn't, they weren't like, sometimes in the ski industry, you get like hired for a position because of things that aren't the position that they would also like you to do for a discounted rate. Um, there is none of that with powder. It was like, we heard, you know, a little bit about gear. And I was like, yeah, I do. Cool. I was like, I also draw. They're like, cool. We don't care. Continue to do that yeah. if you want to, but like, which is like, honestly really refreshing. I'm really excited about like, I love illustrating, but also, um, the rate of production I had to be at to like, yeah, burnout is my real. dog yeah. <laughs> was exhausting. Yeah, burnout is real, um, whether you love it or not. I mean, there's people who get paid to ski who are tired of skiing. Like, oh, yeah. That's, we can put it in any... I'm sure, like, porn stars are like, I don't want to do this today. And you're like, what? You're getting paid. <laughs> yep. Um, but no, I think burnout is real no matter what. If you do something so many times and you have to do it. But will you... You're not keeping the new schoolers gig, are you? Nope. So last week was my last, like, consistent new schoolers thing. I've said goodbye to new schoolers before and it didn't work. I'm sure I'll end up back on there. And you'll, I mean, yeah, people like, will always at least pitch you ideas that they want you to do. So you can always do freelance on the side if you have the capacity. Totally. Um, and I'll probably do a little bit of that, but not much. Um, I've <laughs> basically already like contacted a few of my favorite clients and been like, I'm not doing commissions anymore except for, for you. 
Um, there's been a few people that are on that list and like, otherwise I am taking a break through the summer. I am doing my thing. I am moving. I'm riding bikes. I'm working for powder. I'm not drawing comics for you. Sorry guys. Which is great. Which yeah. is good for you for one. Well, one that means powder's paying you a living wage. So like tip of the hat to powder. We don't have to talk numbers, but like that is an excellent sign <laughs> that someone who took a full-time job doesn't have to side hustle. In the ski industry, what a concept! Yeah, um, but yeah, it'll be interesting. I still, I think you'll put out more artwork than you know, but it'll just be for you, and it'll probably—I'm speculating—but it'll be like arguably some of your best work because you'll have no agenda, no deadline. You'll just be like doing art the way you used to do art. Yeah, hopefully. Um, definitely going to still have stuff in Mountain Gazette, which I think is consistently my best work. That was like Rogi was one of the first calls when I got this job. And I was like, I know I'm working for kind of a competitor now, but I'd love to keep doing the art for Mountain Gazette. Um, yeah, and just on the like powder is a real business now thing, like I can't stress enough how much <laughs> different from working in the ski industry this entire process has felt in a really positive way. Um, I know that doesn't really matter to readers that much, but I've... I, I know a bunch of people who work in ski media and I've worked in ski media and it's often not worth it financially. It's not worth it in terms of getting health insurance. It's not worth it in terms of having to wear too many hats and having to report to bosses who are also overworked and overworking you. Um, and like working for our parent company working for powder has been like my, I just finished my second week and it's been the most like excited and supported I've ever felt at a job in the ski industry. Um, I know that doesn't count for much as a reader, but I think it counts you, for a lot. If you like the writers you read, you should want them to get to like be able to have a decent lifestyle. And this is that, which is really exciting. I think it means a lot because there's a lot of times where I'm like, man, I really like the writers as people for this magazine or corporation or whatever. But I'm like, I don't like them. I don't like the people up top. So then I don't want to support them, which then doesn't support my friends who are the writers. Yeah. So hearing that is really refreshing. Um, knowing that, and like it's early. Yeah. Hopefully in a year you have the same mentality. Hopefully in 10 years you have the same mentality and you're still doing it. But it is refreshing to hear. I swear this is my last powder question. When did this process start? Like it's March 12th. When um, did you have your first interview? And now you're two weeks in. Uh, Like... Ooh, early February, I think late January, early February. So this is quick. Yeah. Um, we had, yeah, two interviews. And after the second one, I was like, it seems like you want me for this job. If you want me for this job, please hire me quickly. Cause otherwise I can't review Powskis this year. Yeah. They're we like, need to do it fast. Yeah. And they're like, cool, here we go. <laughs> Speaking of reviewing power, uh, powder skis, you're moving to Bellingham. Yep. Mountain bike capital of the world. <laughs> yep. Would you have made this move if you didn't have this job? Because yeah. it's kind of like seems like you're in. I mean, you're in Idaho now. You have like great potter skiing every day. No, right. I walk two or a block, and I'm on the bus to Grand Targhee. Um Yeah, so I was gonna move to Bellingham regardless. That was kind of has been in in the process for the last year. Uh, my partner and I planned very far ahead. Um, we're dorks. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So basically, like. We were in the process of looking for a rental in Bellingham when I had these interviews, when I got this job. And the exciting thing about this job is it's 100% online. There's no need for me to live in Southern California. <laughs> um, yeah, so we are going to move regardless. We're going to move here soon. Bellingham's, I'm really excited about the mountain biking. I've 
kind of on purpose, kind of on accident. Like I know Mount Baker is really great. I'm really excited to ski a new hill. I have not even driven up to that parking lot because I'm like, I want that to be a, a fun surprise. I want to like get to know that mountain, um, on, and like, I'm really excited about that. And yeah, like we'll be whatever an hour and a half or two hours away from skiing instead of 20 minutes. Um, I think professionally, that's actually really good for me. You mentioned earlier, um, like pro skiers get burnt out on skiing. I've had that happen. Um, combined with like, I'll be like, I'll be real. It's a freaking out of bounds podcast. The point is to be real, right? Yeah, that's the point. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've struggled with some like mental health stuff with only having skiing all winter, every winter. Um, especially just in terms of like avalanche safety and, um, watching people pass away in the mountains, being involved in recoveries of people who died in avalanches. Like last winter, I hated skiing, um, because of that. It was just really bad for my mental health, really bad for me emotionally. Um, and so like, yeah, I, I'm moving away. I'm moving away from being close to really good skiing to work a job in the ski industry. And that's, I think a net positive because it means that I can have a work-life balance in the winter, which I've never had while working in the ski industry. If you live here in the winter, you only ski or snowboard, but like you're not doing anything else. Yeah. There's pressure, which for most people listening probably think that's always great. And you know, thank you for sharing. Cause it's not always great. Yeah. And like, it's a hard thing to complain about, <laughs> but it's real. Like it's, no, we talk about this with like the mental health, like the suicide clusters and ski towns and all of this. And some of that comes down to like a lot of us are self-medicating by moving when the only <laughs> moving is based on snow. <laughs> like, I, you know, I have to stay active to stay mentally healthy. And the only activity I can do, either the snow is bad or the avalanche hazard super high. That's like, yeah, very privileged take. It's not great for mental health, though. Um, and there's something like I'm very excited to live somewhere where I can mountain bike most of the year and also drive a little and ski and review skis and have like not be skiing for pleasure and for work all the time. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, good for you. Good for you for congrats on the new job. Congrats on realizing your situation and making moves because it's a very hard thing to do. Uh, you know, moving is not fun when you've been established. I think you've lived here your whole life no, in Idaho. Yeah. I've lived in Northern Idaho. <laughs> I've only lived here for seven years. Um, I grew up in Northern Idaho though, but you've lived in, you, here being Idaho, like you're changing your course and it's, it's scary, but it's good. And it sounds like it's net positive for mental health, which is like, it's crazy that we have to like, people are still shocked that mental health matters. <laughs> like, yeah. I think we're getting there. Uh, I was on the chairlift having a conversation yesterday and, uh, the, some girl on the chairlift who I didn't know was like, therapy is the new six, four. Like if, <laughs> if you don't go to therapy, I'm not going to date you. Like, yeah, no, that's a good way to put it. It honestly. was really like, great. It was like, she's like therapy's. She's like, if you're six, four and go to therapy, I'm in. Like, yeah. But it's, it's funny. And that's how we deal with things. But it's like, it's okay to not be okay and recognize it. And I think at least the ski community has done a really good job in the last couple of years. Recognizing it. Are we there yet? No. Will we ever be there? I don't know. But like, just being comfortable enough to have the conversation is a good start. 
Totally. Yeah. And like so many, like, yeah, I've had so many concussions. I live in a place with no sun. Like, yeah, it's <laughs> so do all of my peers. Maybe, maybe these are contributing to some of our general malaise. <laughs> yeah. Like what a concept we're listening to ourselves. Uh, slope stompers. Are we going to see them anymore? Are you going to do another run? Are we? Oh, that's actually really important. Yeah. Slope stompers are done for now. I know you're in my Instagram DMs being like, please, please, can I buy slope stompers? Sorry. I posted a bunch of times. Slope stompers are, stompers are going away. Please. Buy them if you want them. And then I closed the store three days later than I said I would to give some of you a last chance, and you still didn't <laughs> buy them. That's fine. Yeah, uh, slope stompers were really fun. I was stoked to do that. Honestly, I was planning on making like 10 pairs for friends and family, and then people on Instagram wanted them, and I sold like 300 pairs. That's amazing. Um, but they're done for now. If you got them, awesome. If you didn't, it's very easy to make your own. <laughs> you can figure this out. I believe in you. Um, yeah. Yeah, I bought them. I own them. Uh, I use them for power surfing. There you go. It's perfect. Like it's a. I don't need Billy Goat ascent plates for my power surfing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and happy to support. So I, but I knew that was like a. I felt like that was a tricky topic. Not tricky, no, but like that's like my DMs like, are just. He wants to be done that. with these guys. Like you can tell. But yeah. No. Yeah. It's like I have a full time job. Yeah. I uh, his, don't need to spend my time shipping things. Sorry, guys. <laughs> shipping's brutal. Uh, pizza or tacos. Tacos. Playlists or podcasts? Uh, both. Pool or beach? Beach. Fruits or vegetables? Fruits. Text or call? Call. <laughs> People <laughs> hate that one. <laughs> Comedy or horror? Comedy. Waffle or pancake? Neither. Groomers or pow? Pow. Coffee or tea? Neither. Ski or bike? Both. <laughs> <laughs> Two-stroke or four-stroke? Uh, four-stroke, and I'm scared of them. This is my last deep cut question here. <laughs> is there any movement on the Cywitling Pro Model pant? Pant? Oh, no. <laughs> There's no movement on the pant. What the, were they called? Uh, I forget. It was like the Pumpet Pants. The Pumpet Pants. Yeah, nope. No movement on the pant. Uh, I'm going to definitely, my most nefarious thing is to use this new position to uh, influence somebody. My DMs are open. Patagonia, picture, whoever you are. <laughs> <laughs> To create the worst idea I ever had when I was in high school. No, no, no movement. I will never bit. let this die. <laughs> uh, Sai, oh thank you. Where can people follow you? Where can they support you? Yeah, um, personal stuff at Cy Whitling on Instagram. I'm at Cy Whitling on Twitter. Don't follow that one. I use that one for other things. <laughs> um, please, like, if you liked powder, if you were sad when powder is gone, was gone, Make powder.com one of the places you stop on your journey across the internet news site. Not just for a like, please get clicks to get me paid, but like, I'm really, really excited about a bunch of the content we have coming down the pipe. This is stuff that I've been out of this space for five-ish years now, and I've been like, all of these ideas that I've wanted to help get out into the world, that I'm really excited to get out into the world, like, this, that's where it's going to be, is powder.com. It's in the gear locker section of powder. Um, the photo stuff's going to be great. The breaking news is going to be great. But, like, get powder back into the rotation. I know when I wake up, I, like, have, like, four websites that I check, and now I check powder again, which is kind of exciting. Yeah, you can't complain that something's gone if you don't support it. Exactly. And it's a really easy way to support it by just clicking free content. Yeah, and I'm not. it's not like I'm begging for your clicks or anything. It's just, like... This is stuff that I think you're gonna want to read. I'm really excited to read. I would love for you to get to get out to you. And can I do one more thing? You can do whatever you want. 
the, my last, if you have other things after this, that's fine. But the kind of the last <laughs> thing out of my brain that I want to throw out there that I've thrown out on Instagram and I'm con- kind of continuing to get out there is if you think that you have something worthwhile to say about ski gear, and especially if you are someone who has not traditionally gotten to be the voice in the room about ski gear. So, uh, you know, not me, not a same size cis dude. Not me. Um, if you have a perspective that you think is lacking and uh, you think you should write about it, you think you're articulate, you think you want to be part of that conversation, my Instagram DMs are open. Uh, my email is open. I can, I'll, I'll say that out in a second um, if that's okay. Yeah. But like, I really, really, I understand that right now, this spring, powder is kind of the Cy Whitling show. Or powder gear reviews are kind of the Cy Whitling show. Um, there's reasons for that. If you agree with them, that's fine. If you don't, that's fine. I would like to pass that mic. I would like to share that mic. I would like to publish a bunch of other perspectives on ski gear. If you have perspectives on stuff that's not gear, sorry, that's not for me. That's not my space. But I would like to work with you. I'd like to publish you. I would like to help you find your stories. I'd like to help you find your contacts. Like anyone who's especially in like more marginalized groups in skiing who doesn't have that kind of voice, I would really, really, really like to help you be part of that conversation. We pay. Uh, I know that getting paid as a freelancer is a pain in the ass. I've been on the wrong side of it for a lot of years. I will do my absolute best to advocate for you to make sure you get paid. We work for a real company where they actually write checks. (laughs) I want more people in the conversation than are in the conversation right now, especially about nerdy gear stuff. So please pitch me. Instagram is at Cy Whitling. You can slip into my DMs or my official work email is, uh, I'm not going to spell it out because you can look at my name and the title <laughs> of this podcast, but Cy.Whitling at thearenagroup.net. Please email me, DM me, throw me your stories. The worst I can say is like, let's let's figure out how to tweak this to make it work a little bit better or let's like find a source or whatever. I would love to work with people who are not getting to talk about gear and skiing right now. Yeah. I love that. And I love, I think people are just don't know where to go. I mean, there's, there's plenty other reasons, but like, you know, so many people are like, how do you get to do this? Or how do you, and you're just like, shoot your shot. You're going to get told no a lot, but like anyone listening, you have a gear editor who's (laughs) giving you his personal email or his work email to pitch him gear review ideas, gear, whatever, like shoot your shot. The worst that happens is he says no, or he tweaks your idea and you make it work. Like, and it makes your job easier and then you create better content. Yeah, no, it's just selfish. I just want to like, there's a lot of things I want to read that aren't on the internet. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I'm a nerd. I want to hear about sit skiers. I want to like learn how the folks skiing on one ski are like choosing that one ski. Why is it not twice as wide? Please slip into my DMS. I am trying to reach out to a bunch of you, but like, if you want your story told, I want to talk to you. Love it. Uh, anything else? Uh, no, have fun. Go skiing. Beautiful. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you.